So we're welcoming on Below the Belt show um, a phenomenal actor that you can see on season 11 of Walking Dead as the antagonist Sebastian from the Commonwealth community, guys. We have Teo Rap Olsen on BTB. Teo, good to have you. Hey, good to be here. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thanks for uh, uh, putting up with us a little switcheroo there, but nonetheless, you're here nonetheless. <laughs> all good, man. All good. Hope awesome. everything is uh, solved and it wasn't too much of a headache for you guys. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and uh, I think we did solve it. Um, but you're here, so we're happy. And uh, I think everyone on the panel is a Walking Dead fan, which is great. Yep. I specifically had picked this panel uh, as Walking Dead fans. Um, and we got to say, season 11 is amazing. And it, yeah. it really has to do with this Commonwealth storyline. Teo, I mean, you guys are just, I mean, this is something different. I had never dreamt of seeing a red carpet gala in a zombie apocalypse, and we got that. Right? They <laughs> <laughs> got velvet ropes and shit, man. It's crazy. <laughs> and this is because of the Commonwealth, your community, is an established, civilized community of sorts, right? Yes, high society. Yeah, uh, high society. Yeah, we're like talking, you know, it's the first time we're seeing a, a community of like 50,000 people. Prior to this, everything's been, you know, tiny, tiny little settlements of maybe 100 people. Yeah. And I can see why everybody wants to be behind the Commonwealth walls. I mean, we mm. see, you know, people are starving, you know, they have uh, inadequate, uh, you know, um, uh, facilities and, um, you know, um, perks and, and, and good, great. And, and they don't have red carpet events, of course. But uh, so <laughs> like here, guys, I'm just saying, I think this is a good good system going i think this is just gonna lead us to the end of the show no more ifs ands or buts we're gonna yes. have a good time yes, right? yes. no problems spin off oh, that's that's a little later, <laughs> that's a little later. <laughs> well um well uh, let's talk about uh, the beginning okay uh, about how you got involved with twd um your audition process was it a strenuous one was it uh, a lot of competition or was one of those uh you killed the tape and you got picked <laughs> um so i mean pretty wild thing was i mean obviously this is started all during the pandemic um shockingly enough acting was very very slow for everyone um it was slowly picking back up but i was actually working on some other things i was uh doing a lot of stuff in new york where i'm from um, i was working on two like local campaigns uh for political campaigns and working at a food pantry uh got the audition for this it's one of these classic ones you do at like 10 p.m. at night. Um, obviously, it's, you know, this very smug, arrogant, uh, you know, crappy guy. So it just, you know, spewed from my mouth really easily. My girlfriend was, you know, just like, oh, this is yourself. Um, and <laughs> you just, uh, you know, put it on tape. And it's one of those things where because statistically you don't hear back from these. You, you know, you do it and you, you have to let it out of your head. Um, we know how like, it is. Myself and Paul are actors as well. Yep. Oh, yeah, then you definitely get the right. We know, so, we yeah, know I mean, the process, yeah. Yeah, 90% of the time, if you ask the day after I audition for something, like, how did it go? I'd be like, what? How did what go? Because I just have to, you know, put it out of the head because, again, you're just not going to hear right. anything. Right, uh, Which is so much of the time. Um, and this was the crazy thing is I'd actually just had a chat with my manager because I kind of had half a foot out the door of acting. Uh, just, like, I was, you know, getting pretty exhausted like everybody else. Nothing what? was coming down half, the pipe. You had half, the, half your foot? Outside the door of X. No, I, mean, I literally, I had the call with her of basically being like, I, you know, I'm probably going to think about, I had in my inbox a, um, 
an email from one of the campaigns to do a, a like a job on the campaign. Uh, these are like two uh, city council campaigns. It's the local of the local in New York. Um, but I had the job for that, was ready to sign on. So I was going to, you know, still like audition for voiceover or commercials, but sure. you know, else. Um, because I also said to them, you know, look, if I get a commercial or voiceover, that's a day of work. I can, you know, be out of that. Sure. Odds are I'm not going to book anything and go, I don't know, off to Atlanta for months of my life. Um, and then obviously, <laughs> lo and behold, I got this and, uh, they'd have been back and forth. They'd been like talking about it, but my manager didn't even tell me because she knew that, you know, and the chances that this doesn't go my way, she didn't want to get my hopes up. So I didn't know until I had gotten it. So, you know, at this point I was literally prepping to do, um, phone banking, um, which anybody who's done that, it's obviously a noble task, but it's not exactly the most fun and exciting thing one does right. their day. Um, so, you know, I was kind of like psyching myself up to go do that. And I get a call from her and she's like, I'm about to bring on your agents and everybody else, which, uh, anybody in acting is either an amazing thing or it's them letting you know that they're dropping you. Um, and the first thing they said is like, this is either great or we're dropping you. And I was like, well, I really, really hope it's great. Um, and yeah, and they were lo and behold, they're like, do you remember what you auditioned for? As I had already said, I completely have forgotten because I had to put it out of my mind. Wow. Um, and they were like, do you remember auditioning for Walking Dead? And I paused. Um, I was like, no expletive, you know, taken out, but no effing way. You can um, say F, by the way. Oh, no fucking way. We're below the belt show. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Just checking my boundaries before I go there. Uh, I am, after all, from New York, so it, it comes as second nature. Yes. Um, but... <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, and then I was literally on the floor and my dog was just attacking my face. Uh, so with one hand, I'm holding her back and the other hand, I'm still on the phone. <laughs> your dog knew you booked it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you she tell was, your, she was your dog could tell your excitement. Oh yeah, no, she was losing her mind. <laughs> she was like, something's going on, on the floor, this is great. Uh, but yeah, no, I was, I was, wow. I mean, you know, running around the apartment, losing my mind. This is, wow. you know, no, it's, it's amazing, the amazing call to get for any actor so at this yeah. point you know you booked it were you already a walking dead fan at this point or did you yes. feel like you had um, to do a lot of research and before uh, uh, so i never read the comics um and i have been like kind of coming in and out but like i i can tell you exactly where i was when i watched uh the first episode of the, the show i was like in my apartment in college and a friend was over and they were like hey do you want to watch the sickest pilot i've ever seen uh threw it on and uh obviously i was hooked um it wow. got me into zombies as a whole i you know went off to read world war z i was like very into the whole concept um wow. and so you know, I just, yeah it was obviously like anybody else anytime you get an audition for walking dead you're like oh this would be awesome but you know again i'm not gonna hold my breath um but yeah so then the second i got it the first thing i did is i bought the entire compendium um and just went through it uh just to like whoa get an idea. again when are you ever gonna be in like yes reason I say well, that is you read all when you thought you killed Rickon by reading the comic. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's, I was actually going to get to that, but Paul, you beat me to it. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I had heard tell of this before I read, but yes, I got to that part. Um, was like, all right, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, when I got to set the first day, almost every cast member was like, you better not kill me. You better not kill me. So <laughs> so clearly, clearly it's going to be able uh it's going to be somebody else or you are you not able to say i can't say a gosh darn word someone's getting that done and look i i've said this before but i think um you know we're in an age of a lot of uh, uh tv shows and movies being made of uh source materials the books in this case Absolutely. comics um 
And I think something that Walking Dead has done really well, and I think it has split some people, but I'm a big fan of, is from day one, it always said, we're not going to stick exactly to the source material. Um, you right. know, like we see Carol dies in like the in the prisons. Uh, you know, That's her right. daughter, I believe, stays on the whole time, uh, whereas yep. she dies at the beginning of the second season. Like so they're yeah. just things like, yeah, things like that, that I think they've started from day one. And so there's a lot of places where we follow, you know, exact line for beat for beat and there's other things where you can see we're already going off in different directions or you know in this case like characters are getting different arcs um obviously we're seeing like um you know um uh the the lawyer arc for michonne going over to uh ellen so you see those kind of things yeah but i'm i'm excited i think it's a really cool thing and obviously when you get a whole season you have more time to unpack and investigate so the commonwealth for example i think we obviously get more time to serve what exactly you know goes into that (laughs) But at the same time, I think it's good that they stick somewhat to the source material because, as you know, season 11 is ending, people. So uh, it's the final uh, season of The Walking Dead. Uh, that being said, uh, there's going to be spinoffs. Paul, you alluded to spinoffs earlier. Um, Tales of The Walking Dead for once. Uh, mm-hmm. how, would, how would you like to be a part of your own Sebastian uh, <laughs> episode of... Great, right? Wouldn't that be awesome? Don't you want to well, see him curse out zombies and ask for you know people to come help him with his advanced military training yeah do you, would you like something in, in in like a prequel to to sebastian what, what do you think of timeline wise for your for your episode? i mean i look i i think anything in the the prequel world would be amazing it's okay i, I it's something that um that i was really excited about with sebastian is that i, I don't know i'm a really strong proponent of it. like unless you're playing like a demonic you know evil character most right villains and things are they don't see themselves as evil and i don't think sebastian is uh any different than that you know i personally i uh, don't think he's like a, a sociopath i don't think there's something necessarily like um he's mentally a small brat. he's just a small brat. Oh, sure. <laughs> I, mean, like, I completely agree with that but i think there is you know there's yeah. there's uh th- there's method to the madness there's method to like how he came to be um and that's something that, you know, I've done a lot of background work on. But of course, obviously, if anybody ever wants to <laughs> throw any kind of, uh, you know, prequels, spinoffs, all that kind of stuff, I, I certainly would not <laughs> would not say no. But well, um, we you, do know that your mother, uh, the character that's your mother, uh, Pamela Knowlton, um, it was a politician uh, pre-apocalypse. Yes. Correct? Right. And so you you lived a life of privilege all your life, pre-apocalypse mm-hmm. and, and during it. Yeah. So I guess that's where your spoiled mentality comes from, I would imagine, is just li- living a, l- a little more uh, luxurious lifestyle, a little more upscale lifestyle than, than others. Yes, I, yeah. I definitely think that hasn't hurt. Um, what I um, – and you'll obviously see me trying to defend Sebastian, which is a hard <laughs> task to do. But um, <laughs> I, I, I think this is also a person that's, you know, to some degree, I mean, he's born into legacy. This is the equivalent of, like, you know, your Kennedys, Clintons, the Bushes, I mean, yes. now Trump. Um, it's a family that has been doing this for a while pre, uh, you know, Sebastian. I mean, cause her father, we've also, uh, you know, established was a politician. So when he comes along, this is already some pretty like big shoes to fill. That's a high mantle to be on. I think to some degree, this is also to uh, a kid in over his head. You know, I, I don't necessarily know if he would have fallen into this lifestyle had he been born in any other, you know, rung of society, yeah. if he wasn't born to politicians. Right. Right. Um, let's talk about some of the actors you've worked closely with. Um, of course, uh, Norman Reedus being one of them. Um, you know, you, you, 
you're not really a too much of a you know you kind of fix his collar you know i mean it's more i, I think you're kind of i'm trying to uh think of the word to best describe how you would react how sebastian reacts to norman reedus what would you call him like a showing showing off or more of a more of a pompous attitude how, how would you describe that yeah i mean i think the biggest thing is always trying to force daryl to know his place in the society and obviously sure. daryl is this guy who you know he's he's a he's a lone wolf he can he, you know he will do whatever it takes um and can do whatever it takes but he's coming up against a, a weird match in a kid who you know obviously he could kick my ass any day of the week but you know within this collective he has to he has to kowtow to some degree not only did you work closely with norman reedus uh you worked uh, very closely with your fellow uh Commonwealth people like Margot Bingham um, and Mercer. Mercer, wow, what a what a what a great character he is. Uh, tell us just your interactions and your some of your favorite interactions with some of your fellow Commonwealth folk. Oh yeah, I mean Michael and I got really tight. Uh, who Michael James Shaw who plays Mercer? Um, yeah, he's the first person I basically met on set. Um, and I, I mean, for the second we met, we basically became really good friends. Um, we so like the very first uh, moment they ever see Sebastian, it's like Mercer walking him and his girlfriend past uh, like Eugene and Princess and Ezekiel, um, and so we're doing that a few times. And again, like I don't know anybody at this point, um, and I don't even really know Michael that well. And I don't know what compelled me to do this, but uh, we had you know done it a few times now, and I'm behind him, so he's in his massive you know armor. Um, and as we're walking back, I just said to him something to like you know, damn, I hate to see you leave, but I love to watch you go. Um, and he <laughs> laughed at that and, you know, I kind of knew we were going to be all right. Um, and we've <laughs> been the rapport. I, I've heard Never. that. I've heard that line before when you're, you're going to see like a really hot girl. You exactly. Know, like... well, I mean, you got to see him with this butt played there. It's, it's something. <laughs> it's I haven't been standing two feet behind it. <laughs> that is uh, that is incredible man um uh also uh i believe though from what i read the walking dead has already uh wrapped shooting for season 11 what was it like um for the last week of production i'm sure everyone is uh um wild. yeah i should I mean, remember yeah, was a part happy happy mode was it a bittersweet what was like the the vibe on set for that last there, there was production. a lot of that. I mean, it was very mixed. And, you know, what is so weird um, is coming into something this late in the game. And obviously, again, having been a fan before anything else, um, there's, you know, I got, you know, joining in with all this, like, um, intense emotion, but also knowing there are people here who have been doing this for a decade, more. I mean, this thing had been going on its 11 seasons. It took 12 years. Um, and in that, you know, that goes down, not just like the people you think, of course, you know, like, uh, Norm or, um, you know, Lauren or any of the other cast members, but it's also just the crew. I mean, there's people who have been there literally since day one, there's camera operators there who, you know, were there on the first episode and just stayed on and built a life there. They own homes, whether it's in Sonoya, Georgia, or further north. Um, but I think, you know, it was just, it was it was kind of a weird place to both like I am experiencing some of this because I'm you know saying goodbye to this experience. But again, for me, relative, it's, you know, uh, X amount of months. Um, there was just something that was almost like a spectator as like, you know, as a, somebody who had been a fan to be like, wow, this, this is what it looks like when a show 
that has been going on for this long and, you know, has been this important and has left such an indelible mark um, comes to a close. It was really something. How about the rap party? I bet that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what happens about rap yeah. parties. Rap <laughs> party, man. There's Jesus. Some crazy stuff. Crazy um, stuff? No, no, no. It was, it was, it was, there's some lovely people. They, they have a signature it. cocktail called the zombie, which was red. That, that's my, <laughs> <laughs> for someone that's went to, was attended a few uh, rap parties, they always have signature drinks based on the show. Yeah, it's important. You have to have that kind of stuff. Man. <laughs> uh, what friendships have you made on the show? Wh- wh- who do you, who do you kick it with uh, Offset? Um, so Michael's a huge one. Um, I got really close with, um, with Josh McDermott, who plays Eugene. Oh, that's uh, so awesome, dude. So, uh, obviously, you know, first thing, he pops me in the face. Yeah. Um, I can't <laughs> um, Josh McDermott is the nicest human being I've ever met. Uh, he, we did, like, the first reading, um, and he texted me the second we finished. Um, it was basically like, hey, here's my number. You know, if you need anything, welcome to the family. Yada, yada, yada. Wow. He got a fight for the punch. Um, and you know, we were just kind of shooting the shit. It felt like, all right, we're actually going to look closer. So I told him the truth, which is like, I gotta be honest. Like, I'm really happy to be here. I'm also kind of scared shitless. This is crazy. I've never, I've never done anything of this scale. Um, I'm coming in to be, you know, a big problem to you guys that just feels like some mantle. Um, and he was very honest of just saying like, dude, when I got here, my first episode, I was terrified. I totally feel you. Right. Um, everybody in this cast really does feel, um, a need to lift everyone else up. Um, it does truly feel like a family and that's something that gets tossed around a lot, especially with big shows like this. Um, but I can, I honestly can say from firsthand experience, it really does feel like a family. Um, and what he had told me was that, you know, he was passing this along because, uh, when he got on the show, his first day, uh, Andrew Lincoln drove down from Atlanta to welcome him to the show and he wasn't even shooting that day. Um, and similarly, you know, it was telling him, like, we raise everybody up, we work together. If somebody's having a hard day, we work with them. Um, and that has just been so evident. And basically from that point onward, I don't know, I always felt very comfortable and like I could do my, uh, my job and my thing, um, which is obviously, again, it's a, it's a high pressure situation. And he really did his best to, you know, make it feel as good and smooth and easy to come to work each day. That's awesome. And just a testament to how great an actor he is because, the oh, yeah. Eugene character is just so unique and, and awkward, and um, but I'm I'm glad that he finally lost his virginity. I, it's implied, but did, did, did he indeed did he indeed lose his virginity? I'm assuming he did. Yes. It's looking it's looking that way. I would, okay. I, you know, I, I didn't. I, and two I, women, I two women, not one, right? <laughs> But yeah, no, he's fake he's Stephanie he's and, 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 and well, but they're both fake Stephanies. Uh, Stephanie yeah. one and Stephanie two. <laughs> the, deep, the deep fake conspiracy of the Stephanies. Right. <laughs> uh, what about working with the actor that plays Lance? How how's oh, your acting? Uh, also, John. Uh, yeah, uh, he's amazing. I'm well. First of all, I mean, you know, he's another uh, New Yorker. So um, yeah, Josh Ham and Josh Lyle Robbins, thank you. Um, um, both uh, from New York and. I mean, it's it's a really cool uh, experience to work with folks like that because they're they you know they really come from the theater background. They've been doing that kind of stuff in New York forever. Um, so just to see their style on on set, how they you know approach scenes, uh, the kind of questions they ask. It, I mean, seriously, watching both of them, 
there's kind of times where I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in character doing my thing, but I'm also kind of like taking notes on the side. I'm like, God, this is really good. They're doing a great job. Oh, cool. Um, and having to like remind myself that like I'm, you know, supposed to be doing my job. Um, but no, he's he's such a a funny and also just very like humble guy. You know, I mean, Lance comes off as this very you know conniving evil guy who's just always you know coming up with like the next concoction of a plan. But you talk to Josh between takes and, you know, like literally I remember one time be like, dude, that was amazing. He was like, oh, I don't know. That was, I guess, maybe. It's <laughs> amazing. Come on, just take the compliment. Um, no, he's, he's, I mean, again, I, I, I can't stress. I have yet to meet like a, a crummy human being on that show. Everybody was super sweet. Yeah, that's, and we've had a lot of Walking Dead actors on here on BTB and we, across the board, the guys have just been awesome and, and uh, and great, happy. great people. Yeah, both in both in person at many comic cons and of course virtually. We've we've had quite a few, and we're so happy to have uh, Sebastian. Um, Sean, you've been a little quiet because Sean, you're a big Walking Dead fan. I know you got a I, you got a question for Teo, don't you? Uh, I actually, it's more along lines of his whole entire career um, because this is correct me if I'm wrong. This is the first. Uh, recurring role that you've had, right? Usually you're in a show maybe for like one episode or something like that. How is it, yeah. Star, right? Yeah. So how is it different now that you, you know, are in a role that's established and recurring as opposed to the other roles that you've had previously? I mean, I can't stress enough, man. It's 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 a gift. It's a, it's a present because you get to know this character and there comes a moment. I remember talking with one of my best friends who's also an actor and just saying like, there comes a moment where you realize like, oh, I am now the eminent scholar on this character. You know, all questions now come to me as to what Sebastian would do. I've established him. Um, and that is a rare gift because a lot of times, you know, if you're coming on for an episode, you kind of feel like, you know, just things are being thrown at you. You're under fire. You just got to go mm -hmm. with it. And like you're figuring out the character as you move. Um, but for me, you know, I kind of got the luxury of like, okay, I get this intense opening scene where you know i get a very strong idea of who this guy is and little by little i'm just kind of figuring him out and crafting along and you know the, the the interesting thing is i'm getting you know each script as the episodes are coming forward so i'm i'm finding out as we're moving along um but i remember like you know after like, the, the the second episode i'd shoot you know trying to chat with um uh, uh denise who uh Huth, who's uh one of the uh producers yeah. and just being like uh hey like you know wait like at, per what we were kind of talking about, like, do you know, think this guy is a sociopath? Do you think he has some kind of uh, mental issues or do you think this is uh, truly just uh, like a spoiled brat? Um, because, the, again, this was too early for me to even fully know just from the amount of material I'd had. Um, and I, I'm still finding this guy. But then, you know, by the time you get towards like the later end of what I'm doing with that arc, I felt very, very confident in every single decision. I would have, you know, full dialogues with the directors. Uh, we had Greg Nicotero directing one, which was like one of my favorite experiences because we would just have like long chats of like, oh no, this is how Sebastian would do something. He'd be like, oh yeah, I think you're right. Like that is. Um, so there's, again, there just comes a certain level of um, confidence and ownership that a lot of times if you're there for a day or even just a week, you don't really want to step on anybody's toes. You're the new guy on the sets. Right. Um, and then you can go, which, you know, reasonably enough, it's going to be, it's, you know, a lot of the other cast and crew, they work with so many people. It's just, uh, you know, cycle them in and out. But here you get to know everybody. Everybody knows what you bring to the table. You have rapport, which just makes everything feel a lot, you know, more relaxed at work. Mm -hmm. So coming up, do you have a favorite scene 
that you've shot in so far? Um, yes, I definitely do. Um, have we seen it? Uh, there's, there's one that I can't talk about because it's, it's way later. Um, oh, I know. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. How about sorry. Of what we've seen? How about of what we've seen? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I... I man, I I got to kill a zombie, dude. Like that's it, you're not gonna you know, have a bad time when you get to go to work and kill a zombie, and to do so with like you know all the major characters' weapons. Um, I remember like getting that script, and I was in my place in in New York and reading it, and I like let out a very high pitched squeal. Um, and my girlfriend was like, "What? What? What? What is it?" And I was like, "I kill a zombie. I kill a zombie." <laughs> uh, she was not as uh, enthused about uh, the undead and all this kind of stuff, so she wasn't uh, she wasn't sharing my excitement about this. But I was, needless to say, very very excited. Um, and because on that one, uh, the director John Emile, uh, he's this British director, amazingly smart guy, and he also comes from a film background. Uh, so he really took his time with a lot of the shots on that one. So there's a lot of these cool, like, uh, you know, like uh, uh, hammer, like handheld, just moving around, um, like, you know, getting all these really good tracking shots um, that help tell the story. And I just, you know, again, there's something about getting that kind of action and then also having that moment at the end where for the first time we see, you know, him go from the heights of, uh, you know, talking down to Mercer and Daryl to seeing his mom and just running off to like, you know, go tell her that it you know wasn't what it looked like um because it just it, it was the first you know glimpse to me of like oh wow this this is another layer that we haven't seen yet yeah and we're, we'll be talking about the finale a little bit uh, this is the part two finale because we're going to post this after sunday but yeah it looks like a little bit a little bit more will unfold about uh how how sebastian getting held back from his mom mostly finances and Apparently you're you um you are uh, suspect uh Max is hiding something, huh? I mean somebody's doing something here, man. We yeah. gotta figure out there's some there's some rotten eggs in the Commonwealth, and I know it's not Sebastian, so somebody's yeah. doing oh, something. Oh, it's not Sebastian, okay. Oh, come on, he's, he's a hero. He's a <laughs> <laughs> star of the next series. <laughs> <laughs> how did you like working uh how did you like appearing on the Talking Dead and um Meeting Chris Jericho. A few of us here are wrestling fans, so we can. Myself included. Uh, yeah, it's so cool. I was just WrestleMania, actually. Oh, you're a wrestling um, fan. <laughs> um, so I, I have I haven't I haven't watched in a bit. I I haven't kept up, but I I grew up like WWF and then into yes. WWE. Yeah. Uh, so hey, it was the funny thing of um I had done one before, uh, but this was the first back in the studio, um and you know the person who. Yeah, they call you up, kind of just run you through what's going to happen and so on. And so that's when somebody told me, the guest, and like, all right, do you know Chris Jericho? And I was like, the, like the wrestler? Yes. Yeah, of course I know Chris Jericho. <laughs> like, oh, cool. he's a big fan and he's going to be on. I was like, you're serious? Like, what's the catch? Um, like, waiting for them to be like, and he's going to, you know, hey, walk he's, also a good he's going to harm you. Um, and I was like, okay, I mean, look, that's fair. You have to do what you have to do. Um, but no, he he's literally the nicest human being in the world. And it was also wild because he's, I mean, he just really watched those episodes and had like these very insightful points. I remember kind of like looking over and listening and having moments of like, Chris Jericho is just like breaking down this episode in front of me. And I don't know if I would ever <laughs> explain that to a child version of me. Be like, he's yeah, a that guy, super fan, total super fan, which is crazy. He's a super fan. And he's just, I mean, again, he's a really like, he's emotionally intelligent. He's a very like, you know, IQ, like, person he's just he's a very smart guy on so many different levels 
Well, um, he, he compared Sebastian, your character, to the heel in wrestling. I think that's such I, a great comparison. Highest honor of my life. <laughs> like, I was just, I mean, yeah, I was blown away by that. Um, but no, again, when he said that, I was, I was just like, crap. Yeah, man, thank you. You uh, see that now. He's the old school Triple H. <laughs> I think we have the same body too. It's crazy. Oh, that, is. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is so. Era. It was good. Yeah. It was good. I'm uh, so <laughs> looking forward to uh, part three. Um, fall of 2022 is when we can see uh, part three. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think yeah. they announced it yet, but I think falls. So we have a long summer to wait, guys, before we get to to uh, part three. But in the meantime, we have. Tales of the Walking Dead. We have Fear the Walking Dead to keep us uh, satiated until then. But uh, I did want to throw out before we let you go, Teo, you're in Puerto Rico. Uh, can we say? Uh, I believe uh, your, your rep uh, said that we could ask you about your newest project. If, if that's yes, you totally can. Uh, so I'm down here working on an episode of the show Fantasy Island, which is on Fox. Um, yes. It just came back season two. Uh, so this is based off of like the 1970s show, um, and yes. we brought it back. Uh, it's actually a really, really fun episode. Uh, it's kind of this classic story of um, these three estranged, I mean, siblings who clearly are not that close anymore. Their mom has passed, um, and her like dying wish is that they spread her ashes um, in this very beautiful spot, but like you know have to do so in a, 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 a in an experience of lovingness, which. Uh, my character literally, you know, says when explained that, like, could we just solve global climate change instead? Because that's going to be impossible for us. Um, and needless to say, we go on some adventures and some shenanigans, but it's been incredible. And again, you know, when your work takes you to Puerto Rico for two weeks, you're you're not going to say no or have a bad time. So it's it's been pretty. Yeah, good. man. Fiesta, fiesta, it. cerveza, no, cerveza. On a fantasy island, there's a little midget guy that says the plane, the plane. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, sadly no longer uh, there. Um, but when I saw that, I, you realize that's also the guy who was in uh, Man with the Golden Gun, the James Bond. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, yeah, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> Nick Nack. Uh, it was amazing. <laughs> um, so I'm sad to say I have not met Nick Nack. I was very disappointed. Oh, um, but uh, but it is really cool. The the crew here is amazing. Um, it'll be the fifth episode of the second season. Yes. Uh, and yeah, again, like it's it's just a really fun story and. You know, rarely do you get to go off and, in this case, meet some amazing, amazing actors. And from, you know, before we even started shooting, hang out and just build the sibling bond uh, before shooting. And uh, I, you know, again, I'm not even just blowing smoke, but I, I do think that the, you know, working with uh, the the guys and gals on this one, it's 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 going to be a fun one. Oh, I can't wait to see that. And of course, uh, Walking Dead uh, Part Three uh, coming up uh, in the fall of 2022, and uh, I'm glad you stuck with your guns and stuck with, you know, look, you're, you're still an actor. You're a working actor. You're not, you're not doing the, crazy. <laughs> I'm so glad, I'm so glad it worked out, man. This is, Thank you so that, much, that's, man. That, that is, as, as, as actors, that's our dream. I mean, um, you know, when, when we have those other jobs that we have to have until we can mm -hmm. say we're a working actor, then, 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 yep. then, you know, you've made it. So I also though, like, you know, somebody said this before, but it's that thing of like, you know, uh, in any other industry, you never say like, oh, they're trying to be this, they're trying to be that. Like, you know, if you're right. a lawyer, you work. If you're a doctor, you're a doctor. Uh, you know, I I firmly believe any anybody in the room, if you've been you know doing the grind and the hustle, then you're an actor, um, regardless of like anything on that resume. And I think that's the the hard part is because unfortunately we live in a world where a lot of it comes down to you know 
the resume, the the work, all that kind of stuff. Right. But if doing the hustle and the grind, any any actor from you know the biggest TV show to the you know smallest black box theater will you know be very much on the same page as you. I, I I love how you're an inspiration for a lot of actors that are trying to make it. And you said you were working in food service prior. Is that what you said earlier? I know. Prior to that, I've done a lot. Yeah, a lot of food yeah. service. <laughs> right. So it's like, hey, you know, one foot out the door almost, and boom, you got The Walking Dead, and you're, yeah, it just takes off from there. So, well, thank you. So this is an incredible interview, Teo. Uh, if you could, before we let you go, do a little promo, like the wrestlers do the promo. <laughs> let us know who you are your character on The Walking Dead. Uh, let us know you're on the Load the Belt show and throw out a Sebastian catchphrase, whatever you want at the end. All right. Hey, guys, it's Teo Rap Olson. I play Sebastian on The Walking Dead, coming to you on Below the Belt show. Um, and as Sebastian would say, listen to this right now, you filthy plebs. Yes! <laughs> Awesome. We should take a screenshot. And I think, uh, Paul, you want to enable your camera for the uh, the photo op? Gotcha. All right. All right, here we go. All right, here's the photo op. And one, two, and smile. All right. As I say in Puerto awesome. Rico, buenas noches. Good night. Thank you guys so much. Good luck with everything. Um, right, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Sam. Bye-bye.